Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, g'day, Darren Mitchell here. Welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Thursday, the 12th of January, 2023. Already 12 days down, nearly to the middle of the first month of 2023, and I trust you've started the year really well, and I trust you're enjoying a great week, a productive week, a phenomenal week, wherever you happen to be in the world and whatever you happen to be doing, whether you're back at work, whether you're still on holidays, uh, whatever it is, I hope you're being really productive at what you are doing. So um, before we jump into today's episode, just want to thank you again for plugging into the podcast. If you're brand new to the episodes, brand new to the podcast, thank you for finding the podcast. And hopefully what I share with you today is going to be something uh, or a catalyst for wanting to check out more content from the Exceptional Sales Letter. And of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you coming back and uh, for plugging in and also greatly appreciate the feedback that I'm getting via written and or verbal. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So as we jump into today's podcast, um, have been having a number of conversations uh, over the last week and getting back into it. And some of these conversations, as they always happen to, or happens to eventuate, is there's a theme that's coming through. And the theme that I've been noticing this week, as people have been, I guess, reflecting, taking some time away and thinking about you know what it is they've achieved in 2022 and thinking about what I want to achieve in 2023. And if you haven't listened to the podcast about we talked uh, before Christmas about Stop, Start, Maintain and starting to think about the things we do to get a fast start, um, many people are thinking, well, if in order for me to... Uh, in order for me to get better, in order for me to increase my productivity in 2023, something simply has to give. I cannot simply keep doing the things I've been doing. I've been, and many people have said, I've been absolutely flat out and I literally have no more time that I have in my diary to allocate to anything else. And what we've, uh, what we've been talking about through these conversations is the importance of a, a little word, but a very, very powerful word, a two-letter word known as no. And the title of this episode is, in fact, You Can Say No, which as I was thinking about the title and the topic for today, I was thinking about the CC's ads where it says, you can't say no, uh, which is it's just about a corn chip. But I want to reverse that and say, you know, from a sales leadership point of view, we can say no. And in fact, for us to be more productive in 2023, we need to make it a priority to say no more often. And it's fair to say that in 2023, uh, leadership is going to be even more challenging. There's going to be more things thrown at us as leaders. There's going to be higher expectations placed upon us by internal stakeholders, senior executives, our team, customers, channel partners, the whole box and dice, the entire environment is going to be more and more uh, pressurized, particularly as the cost of living pressures continue to rise. The economy starts to go through certain uh, <laughs> certain changes. Uh, we're going to have to get better, and which means that as leaders, we have to get better at prioritizing and we have to start getting used to the fact that no is probably going to be one of the best words we can use in this financial year, in this calendar year. Because if you just look at what you're doing right now, if you look at a year ahead or next three months and think about all the things on your plate, all the expectations you've got to try and live up to and all the objectives you've got to try and achieve, it's highly probable that some things are going to have to be put to the wayside and some things are going to have to be reprioritized in order for you to achieve the things you need to achieve. 
which means we're going to have to get better at saying no. And when we think about it, uh, especially in a, in a big corporate organization, if you're in a, in a big, highly matrixed organization, this is particularly relevant because you'll be getting requests left, right, and center. Just think about the number of departments you have to deal with within your organization. And every single one of those departments will have their own set of objectives and their own set of KPIs. And unfortunately, um, and I know this from uh, all too many experiences, all too often those KPIs do not necessarily align with the KPIs of you or your team. So they can be competing, which means pressure's coming left, right, and center, and requests are coming left, right, and center. And in many organizations, the expectation, particularly if you're in that highly hierarchical organization, if an executive asks for something, then the expectation is you drop everything to do that. Now, if you're in a big organization, you're probably experiencing that right now. And this is why no is a very, very powerful word. And we have to get better at doing that. But even if you're in a smaller organization, there are similar pressures that are being placed upon you. Because while there might be less people in the organization, the expectations and therefore the roles that people take on are probably a lot broader and a lot wider than if you're in a big, highly matrix, highly hierarchical uh, organization where your role is probably a little bit more clearly defined and maybe more specific, which means we can be pulled from pillar to post. And the role as a leader in particular is going to get more and more challenging and more and more difficult because there's going to be more demands placed upon us. And a lot of those demands will be internally focused, but also a lot of those will be externally focused as well. So as a, as a leader, as we've already talked about in a number of podcasts late last, last year and early this year, in order for us to get better, we're going to have to give up some stuff and we're going to have to do some things differently, but we're also going to have to identify those things that we need to continue to do. So we need to understand one thing, and this is the whole purpose of today's episode. We understand this, and that is you can say no. In fact, you need to say no. And if it's something that you find difficult to do, then my challenge to you is to start small and start thinking about what are the small things you can start to say no to that won't necessarily have a huge impact, but you can start to build the muscle around saying no. Now, before I jump into some things to think about in terms of some thoughts around how we can actually do this, here's one thing I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is say no simply for the sake of saying no, and no doesn't necessarily be, no, I'm never going to do this, and it's not a case of no talk to the hand, because that would just be arrogant, because we've got to think about the relationships, we've got to think about our reputation, we've also got to think about the conditioning that we're giving other people in terms of how to deal with us and how to treat us on a daily basis. So sometimes no is simply an opportunity to have a conversation, to reset expectations or to influence somebody in a different way, or in fact, to negotiate an outcome where things can happen, but you can get a little bit more context. And that unfortunately is what a lot of leaders do not do because of various different reasons, one of which is hierarchy and not wanting to rock the boat. So it's almost conditioned into them to say yes all the time. We've got to, we've got to start doing the opposite. That is start saying no and at least have a conversation. So I was having a conversation with a, with a great colleague of mine earlier this week about this particular topic and it reminded me of a, of a client that I was working with about three or four years ago. And this particular person, uh, I'll just, I won't give you his real name because he might be listening to the podcast, but I'll give him a pseudonym and his name is Tony. Uh, so Tony was having some challenges in literally what we've already been talking about in today's episode, being pulled from pillar to post, uh, didn't feel as if his time was his own. The expectations of the business was that if something needed to happen, he needed to drop everything to prioritize the thing that needed to be done in that particular moment, which meant that he didn't have control over his own diary, which by virtue of that fact, probably didn't have a lot of control over what he did on a daily 
basis because he was at the mercy of what was happening around him. And it was really, really frustrating for him because he was working literally 12, 14 hours a day just to stay on top of things because his day from nine to five was literally littered with back-to-back meetings, most of which were meetings that he did not start or he did not request. He had to be there or so he thought. So one of the things we were working on with Tony was to start to build the muscle around saying no and to start getting a bit more control back in terms of his diary and therefore increasing his level of productivity because he had responsibility for a pretty big team that was delivering some big outcomes for their organization. And it was really, really critical that he got on the right page and started to build a mantra or some sort of framework that would enable him to be really productive and deliver the results that the organization were looking for. In fact, not looking for what they were demanding because of a very, very high-pressured environment. So we sat down as one of the one of the sessions we had and, and actually had a look at his diary and went back in the last two weeks and looked at all of the meetings that he attended. And he showed me his diary and there was very little uh, breathing space. In fact, and this is this seems to be symptomatic of a lot of corporate organizations, even today in 2022 slash 2023, there are so many people, so many organizations who require meetings to take place and so many executives and so many leaders are expected to have meetings back to back. And even simple things, simple strategies like having some breathing space between meetings doesn't seem to to happen. And people wonder why they're running from meeting to meeting, can't have conversations, can't even see their team, can't even have time to get a coffee or a lunch. It is just ridiculous. So what we looked at with Tony was two weeks filled with uh, meetings. And and I I kid you not, he was from 8.30 in the morning to 5.30 at night. He was literally back to back with meetings. So I asked him the question, so Tony, if you think about all of the meetings you've gone to in the last two weeks, how many of those meetings on reflection did you think you needed to actually be at? And what was interesting in the response was it was less than 50%. So I said, okay, so how is this working for you? How how are you feeling about your position within the organization and how are you feeling about your leadership right now? And he said, well, I'm absolutely fatigued. I'm tired. I'm not, I'm running. I feel as if I'm I'm running around in circles and I and we use the analogy of the swan or the duck on the lake that from the above looking down, it looked like he's very calm because he's always really calm, very measured in terms of his response and he had a great reputation within the organization. But underneath the surface, he was paddling like crazy and it was just doing his head in. And then I asked him a really, really important question which stunned him and he took a bit of time to think about it and I said, when's the last time you said no to a meeting request? And there was silence. And he he actually found it really difficult to try and identify a time when he had had said no, because it had been conditioned into him that he needed to be, he was such an important part, inverted commas, of the business that he needed to be at every meeting that he was invited to. And it was the expectation that, no, Tony needs to be at these meetings because he needs to be across stuff. And I said, well, that's great, but how sustainable is that? If you do this for another... 12 months, let alone even another three months, what's going to happen? He said, well, I'm going to be burnt out and my productivity level is going to go down and I'm simply not spending time with my team because that was the other part of the equation. I was working with him on how to help him build a better environment for his team to increase their productivity, which meant he needed to spend time with them and less time in all these meetings. So I said, right, we're going to do something that might sound really, really radical, but we have to do something radical because there needs to be a bit of a pattern interrupt here. So what we're going to do is for the next two weeks, every single invitation that you get from somebody in terms of a meeting and the other part of the, I guess, the analysis of the of the diary was 
a lot of the invitations that he received had come from people who were well known to him and they didn't actually in most cases put down an agenda or a purpose for the meeting it was literally a time maybe a dial-in number or a meeting if they were in face-to-face and maybe a title for the meeting and that was about it there was no context so i said how many meetings do you go into where you actually don't know what the core purpose of the meeting is and therefore you're not really prepared and he said well unfortunately the vast majority of them it's just a talking fest and i said how do you feel when you come out of those meetings and i said he gets very very frustrated because we're not achieving anything so i said right we need to start saying no now this might sound radical but here's what you're going to do over the next two weeks for every single person that sends you a calendar note with no context no agenda no purpose nothing you're going to simply say decline and send it do not put any reason for declining just put decline and send because we're going to see what's going to happen because i said to him here's the thing and it's a great lesson for leaders but also a great lesson for for every single human being on the planet If you do not control your diary, other people will. And you then become at the mercy of of other people's agendas. So we need to learn to say no. The other component of this, of course, and this is what I share with Tony, is that when you decline the meeting request, one of two things is typically going to happen. Number one, somebody's going to reply to you or they'll pick up the phone or they'll come and see you and say, hey, Tony, I've just noticed you've declined the meeting I've sent you. Can I understand why? Why you're not coming to the meeting? And that gives you the opportunity to articulate to that person what you require in order for the no to be turned into a yes. That is, give me an agenda, give me a core purpose. What is the role and responsibility you want me to play in that particular meeting? So give me some context and reset the expectation. So that's the first thing that can happen. The second thing that can happen, you'll hear nothing from anybody. And guess what? The meeting's going to go ahead without you, which probably says in the first place you didn't need to be there at all which is a great thing. So either way, you get to get a little bit more control back in your diary. Now, after two weeks of doing this, I sat down with Tony again and we we analyzed what had actually happened and something staggered him, absolutely staggered him. He had had literally uh, bought back 50% of his meeting time because there were that many meetings that he declined that nobody came back to him. Those meetings went ahead literally without him, which said to him he didn't need to be there in the first place. So he now bought back more time. He had more control and he started to get better at saying no. He started to prioritize what was important for him and his first thought process, and it wasn't necessarily saying this out loud, but his first thought process of request was no. And after doing this, just for two to three weeks, he noticed that his productivity started to increase, his energy level started to increase, and a byproduct of all that, his engagement with his team started to get better. But even more important than that, the engagement with his partner started to improve as well because he wasn't under pressure to keep working outside of normal working hours. He could now spend time with his partner, which was which was absolutely a magnificent outcome. So what's the point of this entire episode? Well, the simple point is we have to get better at saying no. And remember that if we're not controlling our diary, particularly as a sales leader, then other people will. Now, what I'm not saying is, is say no to the point where you're saying no and talk to the hand. I'm never going to do this and I don't want to talk to you. We need to start thinking about what is our first response. Our first response is no. And at least we'll be entertaining a conversation to try and get more information, to get more context, to then work out, is this something I should be prioritizing? In which case, when I'm looking at that in the context of everything else I've got on my plate, 
I can now make an educated decision as to which one I'm going to prioritize, and therefore I can have the conversation and maybe reestablish some expectations and maybe challenge, change a few things, etc. But if we simply keep saying yes, we will do our head in. So here's some thoughts as we wrap up this particular episode on how we can learn to say no more often. Number one, put some time in your diary and allocate time in your diary for thinking, for strategy, and for downtime. And when I say put some time in your diary, I'm actually saying put an appointment in your diary for you to have blocked out, which is non-negotiable. You will not change it for anybody. That is your time. That is your thinking time. That is your strategy time. That is your downtime. Also, allocate time for health and well-being. Now, I am absolutely blown away, even now with a lot of people working in a virtual space, at the number of people that continue to work and eat at the same time. You've got to have breaks. You've got to have downtime. You've got to change the environment. Doing things like sprints at a, at a laptop for 50 minutes is okay, no more than 90 minutes, and you need to have a break, which means get up, change the environment, get some exercise, have a health drink, whatever the case might be. So allocate time for your health and well-being. Also, think about, um, am I making my expectations clear? Am I clearly articulating what it is that I'm looking for? So increase the number of conversations you're having, but also analyze how clear are these conversations? What, what's the feedback that I'm getting? Now, just by doing that, we need to make sure that we prioritize spending time with our team, having conversations with our team. And as part of that conversation, we need to get better at empowering others. So if you find you're the type of person that your team is expecting you to have the answers, and we've talked a lot about this over the last couple of years in the podcast in terms of creating the codependent environment where you are dependent on your team and they're dependent on you. We've got to start de- decoupling us from our team and start to empower others and, in- and ask more questions, ask more penetrating questions, ask more challenging questions and challenge people to take more ownership. Get them to think for themselves because at the end of the day, they are also adults. They are not necessarily five-year-old children, although sometimes I wonder if with some of them, but that's, a, that's another topic entirely. And the last couple of things is be protective of your time. You've only got a certain amount of time in the day, and you need to be really, really protective of that. So know what your time is worth and guard it as if it is worth five times that amount. Now, if you look at it, if you think about what a what an average person in your particular industry, if you think about what you are worth in terms of what you get paid, just break that down into an hourly number and think, wow, if I'm spending an hour doing something that is not leading to a specific outcome, I am costing my business. Or in some cases, if you're working for yourself, you're costing yourself X amount. Is that something you're willing to do? So be really protective of your time and know what you are worth. And the last thing is be consistent. This is probably the biggest point on all of this is be consistent and be ruthless in your calendar and your application of protecting your calendar and your productivity will explode like you've never, ever seen before. So as I wrap up this episode, you can say no. And my challenge to you is to get better at saying no. If it means you need to start small, then by all means do that. But the more you do that, the better it's going to feel and the more productive you will become. And all of a sudden you'll feel as if, man, I've got so much time on my hands, I can now really start to be more intentional with what it is that I need to achieve as a leader in 2023, but also what my team can achieve in 2023. So hope that message makes sense. Hope that message resonates and catches you at exactly the right time. So maybe it's a message you need to hear right now. And if that's the case, then awesome. I've done my job for today. So with that said, thank you so much again for plugging into the podcast. And I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.
Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.